0: Hi, Lori here, welcoming you to another episode of Real English Conversations from BetterAtEnglish.com. In today's conversation, my friend Yvette and I continue our discussion about perfectionism. The main focus of this part of the conversation is how perfectionist tendencies can cause problems in foreign language learning, particularly for adult learners. Another thing that comes up is a couple of usage differences between British and American English. So without further ado, Here's the conversation. (laughs) But, you know, speaking about correction, it's kind of interesting when you think about learning a language as an adult, how perfectionism and having, like, demands on yourself when it comes to performing, I think that's one of the biggest differences between learning a language as an adult and then picking one up as a child.
1: Yeah, I remember when I was in university at the very beginning, in the first year, I spoke British English with a British English accent, and I was studying American English or American Studies, and I had a lot of American-speaking professors who... um Just, you know, I thought it was really odd to be, uh, you know, using British language to talk to an American professor. So I switched to American English, which was really frowned Uh upon because it was not the proper language. And everything that you did, every word you used, you had to think, is this the proper American word or is it a Britishism? Because it was, you were punished much more severely for using Britishisms as an American speaker than uh, if you were a British speaker using American words. It was really weird. Yeah, there's this
0: kind of weird, it, at least in um, some classroom context, there's this weird elitism yeah. when it comes to British yeah. English and American English. And, like, they, there's yeah. these weird synthetic rules about what you're allowed to say and what's acceptable and what isn't. Right. And, you know, native speakers out in the world, they mix and match
1: as they see fit. Right, right. Because, like, I would have to yeah i would have to look out and and make sure that i didn't use the word um pavement and you can say that very american-like pavement and then they would be like no it's sidewalk so you're wrong <laughs> and it's like oh you know what i mean though <laughs> i know that i got punished for that and there were other things like 10 after six or 10 past six uh, you know if you say something like 10 past six in American voice, it's really wrong because you have to say ten after six, which is something I didn't even know until I was corrected. And it's like, oops, I didn't know there was wow, a difference. Well, speaking as
0: an American, I would say that's something I didn't even know. <laughs>
1: <laughs> there you go. So, but then you get to the perfection level. I mean, then you want to be absolutely correct. But yeah, sometimes I wish I could get
0: back to the state that I remember having as a kid you know when I'm trying to create something and start battling with perfectionist tendencies and and procrastination and all the demands I place on myself and the ones that I imagine that other people are placing on me I wish I could just throw it all out the window and just approach it with the carefree abandon that I remember having as a little kid
1: The thing, of course, is when you now you work and it actually you make money doing things and people expect a certain standard of you and you try to hold to that standard. But often that standard is in your own head and it's not even what they're expecting you to do. So you end up doing a lot more work for something that is really not worth the money that you get paid for it.
0: There is that as well.
1: (laughs) 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 On top of that. Yeah, it's a... But, you know, as, as a kid, I think I was already quite perfectionist and in, in everything I, everything had to be perfect. Everything had to be done yeah. properly. And I felt like I was going to get punished if I didn't. So that, not, not to say anything bad about my parents, but because I don't think they ever held me to that standard. They always said, do your best and mm. that's good enough. But uh, for me, it had to be uh, be perfect. And then it's maybe okay.
0: Yeah, yeah. But, but even so, I can st- still remember like approaching new things. And just being willing to just try new things that I knew I was going to suck at. Because there's no way you can be good at something right at the very beginning. And it just didn't matter. You were willing to give it a go anyway. And now I, f- I really sympathize with the the people, my my students that I used to have when I taught English. My adult students, how how horrible it can be to sit in a group and you know you need to try to speak the language but you know you're going to make mistakes and you know it's not going to be right but you have to force yourself to try anyway and it's I think yeah for people like me anyway it's it's really hard to to force yourself to do that
1: well, yeah, it is. It is about letting go of the judgment that other people are going to have. Um, you know, when I, uh, when I went to the United States for the first time and I felt really kind of embarrassed about, you know, speaking English, um, people were very surprised that you were able to even speak the language and understand what they were saying because they yeah. had no idea uh, what you were saying if you spoke Dutch. I mean, they, they were like, you know, I could switch to Dutch and then people be like, oh, I don't know, that, that sounds really strange and odd. And uh, so, so that kind of helped me along at the time because I knew that my you know what i could do or how, how i could speak was better than what they could speak my language and they very often would say well you speak better english than i do and i thought oh i don't
0: think so <laughs> yeah well you know most your your english is fantastic as you know as i've often well, thank told you, you. <laughs> But yeah, but even (laughs) most Americans, they're just amazed that anyone can speak a language other than their own. Because even though I think most of us do study a foreign language in high school, oftentimes it never gets past the classroom level. You know, the the school level where really you can do okay on written tests, but but you can't really have a conversation.
1: Yeah, and that's the thing, and it's also uh, you know other little phrases and the people use all the time um, when they when they speak, um, which is probably what this is all about. It's uh, is just speaking and listening to people just yeah. talking normal phrases instead of these textbook ta- uh, phrases that nobody yeah. understands anyway. Yeah,
0: definitely, or that are just.
1: I mean, or nobody yeah, uses. So <laughs>
0: far removed from what you hear out in the real world, that it's. Right.
1: I would like a hotel room. for one. (laughs) Please. (laughs) With a bath. (laughs) With a bath and a shower.
0: That's all for this time. In our next conversation, we'll be talking about some of the British and American usage questions that came up in this conversation. Particularly with respect to the prepositions past and after when talking about time. As always, the full transcript and vocabulary notes for this podcast are available on our website, betteratenglish.com. Thanks for listening, and bye for now.